Hello and welcome to Behind the Bites, a podcast that tries to focus on what happens around tech in the Middle East. My name is Abbas and uh, I'm joined here with my co-hosts Mike and Bavishya. Guys, say hello. Hey. Hello. So episode 20. Yes. 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 That's a milestone. milestone. That is a yeah. milestone. Yeah. High fives are all around, but don't high fives. <laughs> virtual high fives. <laughs> yes, virtual exactly. high fives. Virtual high fives. Uh, we're back after a week off. Uh, I think Mike and I were in Taipei at the HTC U11 launch, so yeah. we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, but there's plenty of news. I think a lot happened in the last couple of weeks. So let's kind of get started with uh, Google I.O., which I thought was the biggest event that happened over the past mm. couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, Babisha, do you want to take us through with a couple of announcements that they had on? Sure. I mean... Um, most of these announcements always start with numbers and the likes. And, <laughs> and Google I.O. was the same, right? They started by announcing that Android is on 2 billion monthly active devices. That's an impressive number. number. That is an impressive that's number. Yeah. But that's wow. across all iterations of Android, not just like the Yeah, last sure. One. Android Wear, smartphone, yeah, tablets, fair. TVs, um, everything. But yeah. even, even then... Like, it's a big number. It's a huge yeah, considering there's only seven number. billion people in the yeah. world. That's not too <laughs> yeah, that's like one out of every four owns yeah, an Android. Yeah, wow. Uh, but apart from that, they had a um, they had a lot of improvements mm. to stuff that they're already doing. For example, um, the Google Assistant is getting a bunch of upgrades. All right. Um, Google Assistant, as you know, is the next version of was the the voice recent version of OK Google, what we've yeah. been using. Correct. So it's a smart assistant. You can talk to it. You can uh, type to it. We used to do like weather features and everything, but now with its integration into apps, um, you can just tell it to send a WhatsApp message, yeah. or you can oh, start nice. speaking to Wall Street Journal, for example, to get your morning. Very nice. Thing. So it's the same thing we found on Google Home. Mm -hmm. Uh, which also got a bunch of upgrades. Okay. Uh, but it's just, you can see that Google is Google Assistant is increasingly become this, becoming this uh, smart sort of always on, always active assistant. I, yeah. I guess there's no better way to... And then these are, these are uh, changes that are due with Android O. Not necessarily. No, no, no. Oh, I see. Yeah, I think okay. it's just, um, just Google Assistant. Is, exactly. Okay. I noticed something yesterday when I was driving um, to Abu Dhabi and my... You know, the the phone was plugged in into the charger, and I said, OK, Google. Normally what happens is that you get OK, Google screen, come mm -hmm. on. But this time around, just a small round assistant key showed up on the top right side of, of the phone and just answered my question, didn't need to move to the app, which normally is what happens. Right. Literally just answered by voice, and my you know I was using Google Maps, and it literally stayed in Google so, Maps. Never yeah, got out of so that. it keeps you within the app. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a nice. Absolutely. Nice I think that's that's a nice little sure. thing, and they are launching it on iOS as well. Right? Yeah, this Google is Assistant yeah. is coming to yeah. iOS, which was kind of a big news as well. Now, I wonder, just like to hear your opinions on what the thought behind that would be, because I see it as a way of maybe trying to convince iOS users to make a switch by showing, hey, look, we have this assistant over at Google. Right. Why don't you give it a go? It's free. You might like it. For oh, sure. Oh shit! And it's better than Siri. It, it's going <laughs> like, to be. It's going to be a lot better than Siri. It's simply because, look, I mean, the amount of access that Google has to data, and they're not shy about telling you that. Look, they're going to use your data, yeah. you know, to bring up all these queries, to answer all these queries. Uh, so I think from that point of view, it's going to be much better than Siri, and maybe that is the bait that they're sort of looking for, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, that that's for me is clear is, is the only clear reason I could see it it being a thing. Mike. One concern is whether Apple, what kind of restrictions Apple will place upon it, whether you'll be able to wake it with voice. Yeah, I don't think that's... No, yeah. so you won't be able to hold to, down yeah. the home exactly. button and activate it. That's okay. reserved for Siri. Yeah. Um, it depends on how much access to hardware it has as well. Mm -hmm. For example, in the future, you could turn Wi-Fi on or off, Bluetooth, etc. 
from your uh, Android phone, right? Through through the assistant. Mm-hmm. Just tell Google Assistant to do that. I know that Apple probably won't uh, allow all that Definitely hardware access. Not. So it Definitely will be a crippled yeah. version. Yeah, yeah which is a shame because, I mean, I mean, it's understandable that obviously Apple want you to use Siri. And honestly, if they could make, if, if you using Siri could make Siri better, then I would also agree with that, but it's really not helping. Unlike Google Assistant, where the right. more people use it, the exactly. better the product right. becomes, the the right? Product becomes. Um, but so I feel like the, the hurdle to getting people to it will be having that app and actually getting people to click it. And then once you're in there, obviously, I guess yeah. Google can do whatever the hell So there's a few ways like. Google is doing that, right? One of the best ways is now you can have widgets on your lock screen right. on iOS. Mm-hmm. Um, and the assistant, Google Assistant, has exactly that. So you just swipe from your home screen left mm-hmm. and there's the Android, uh, uh, there's a Google Assistant button which cool. you just tap on and it comes alive. Yeah. Right. So yes, it's one more, one more tap, click, swipe. Um, than mm. you we would have liked and Google would have liked. Right. Uh, but it but still, still beats unlocking the phone, launching the app, and then start. Sure. That's true. To it. And I'm assuming it's going to work inside Google's apps on iOS, which is like Maps, Photos, and stuff like that. Because, I mean, look, Google's got pretty good integration between the apps, yeah. even on iOS. Yeah. So I'm assuming they're going to bake this into, into new versions of all of these products as well. And one of the coolest things that um, Google announced at I.O. was Google Lens. Now, what Google Lens does is the ad, it uses your phone's camera to make sense of the world around you. One of the coolest ways uh, Google demonstrated this was you can you point the assistant at the back of your uh, router, and it reads the SSID yeah, and the password cool. and automatically <laughs> connects to it. That's very cool. Uh, alternately, you could be in in a street and you could point at a restaurant and it pull and it'll pull recognize that restaurant and pull in restaurant reviews, etc. Mm-hmm. Because it has access to the um, Look, your location, location yeah. where you are, it has Correct. the camera. So that's the cool kind of like augmented reality. Google Maps reviews. Yeah. 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 Are they trumping? Are they, are they like kind of scooping Apple at this point? Because this is what everybody thinks that the new iPhone is going to be doing. This kind of AR, right. kind of like see the world through your iPhone. I mean, hmm. it's rumors at the moment, but I mean, this is it, right? Like this is what we want. This Absolutely. is the AR thing. Maybe this is a space, because look, I mean, even Samsung's running into the space with Bixby, right? I mean, that was one of the things that they wanted in there. (laughs) Probably feeling very sad and lonely right now. Yes, absolutely. Uh, But I mean, maybe this is a space that all the companies are sort of headed in. Uh, So, yeah. Well, I think the three, I mean, the three of us have discussed this before. I mean, that's the next frontier, really. And I think if you you look look at it, Google is a search company, right? Essentially, that's what they Mm -hmm. essentially started at. Isn't this just a certain, uh, a certain mode of visual search maybe like is this yeah. the next iteration yeah, of search so. right maybe where you so. can just rather than typing it in you point at stuff maybe and go, so. I'm searching yeah absolutely yeah. that's true so i mean that and based on the data that they've already mined like you said a bus this is just an ability for them to search that i mean you can do it with google photos now right you can go to google yeah. photos type cat exactly and yeah like and it brings find every picture, picture of a cat absolutely. and you're like how the hell absolutely do this? no it's, it's yeah clever man it's super very, clever man. very clever with that yeah. absolutely and yeah. that's actually the perfect segue into what else google launches is improvements to google photos ah. right um one of the things that they're doing is they're using this sort of deep machine learning and very smart algorithms where you can remove obstructions from your photos and one of the examples that they showed was of a girl um, holding up a ba- baseball bat and in front of it was a net Sort of blocking it out, you know, the, the ends of the net. Right. And Google Photos can actually remove those nets. Wow. Only showing the girl. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, and that's incredible. So you're, this something similar to what Photoshop does mm-hmm. with its fill feature. 
you can replace wow. certain sections by identifying background information. Mm-hmm. But that's sometimes a hit or a miss. Right. We haven't seen what Google Photos can do here yet, but based on these examples and based on what they're doing already, you, like you said, you search for pizza yeah. and you get 10 different mm-hmm. pizza photos mm-hmm. from all mm-hmm. your Google Photos. Right? Yep. So I'm pretty excited with what Google Photos is right. developing. That, that, that is some reality bending shit though, isn't it? Because it's like at that point, if, if the tech gets good enough, then you're like, well, I'm looking at photos like this is not the photo that was taken, but how the hell am I ever going to know? Right? So that's clever, man. I mean, no, it's that's, that's sort of next level type Definitely. Stuff. I think Google showed a lot of, you know, and what, it is. What, I mean, what Google, we want. Yeah, Google Photos is definitely one of the strongest kind of uh, oh, yeah. things that they currently have going. I mean, it's oh, yeah, amazing. absolutely. It's like bonkers how good it is. Absolutely. Uh, one more thing they announced was the VR headset, which is uh, not tethered. So mm-hmm. you're basically going to be able to use. Is it Daydream? Is it a version? Well, of so there's, Daydream there's two things. They've got the they've got Daydream. It will it's now available with uh, the Samsung Galaxy S8. Okay. Um, which is a, a thing because unfortunately Daydream, as interesting as it was, if you don't get it available on a Samsung, nobody's going to use the damn Correct. thing. Correct. Yeah, that's true. That's the phone everybody has. That's the phone has, that everybody right? has for yeah. Android. That's right. Um, then the other thing, as you said, Abbas, is a series of standalone Daydream headsets, which they're developing in conjunction with HTC and mm-hmm. Lenovo. Yep. Right. Um, I think I think that could be kind of cool. It, I, I am looking forward to yeah. that. I'm looking forward. They haven't given a release date or anything no, yet. They've, they've said this year. Coming they've said this year. Right. Which is funny considering, I mean, we're nearly halfway through and they haven't yeah. even shown a prototype yeah, or anything like that. Exactly. But I mean, it's, it's not unheard of as well. I mean, Facebook or Oculus have rolled out like demos for their own standalone VR right. tech. So it's certainly somebody something that people are looking into. I'm just trying to think of applications for it. Like... Maybe like education, this would be something good. Like you give like a couple to a school, like schools buy a couple for classes. Probably this so, kind of yeah. thing, rather than having to like tether kids to a vibe or something exactly, like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, maybe museums. Sure, and then you know technology is going to get better, faster, sure. more powerful. Uh, I and think cheaper. sooner or later and cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just a matter of time before these headsets are more powerful than Vive yes. right now. Something I read that was actually really interesting about this was um, I can't remember maybe on the verge or somewhere like that where they said that what's what could potentially be very interesting about these standalone headsets is the redistribution of the tech because the problem now with the with the phone focused ones is they're all mounted to the front, right? Mm-hmm. It's because that's where the phone, where the processor, where the screen, where everything is. But if you don't need to load a phone into it, you can then move the right. rest of the parts around the to side the of back. your head that's true. to other parts of your head. So then it's less cumbersome yeah. or c- potentially more comfortable, which that's is true. actually quite clever. Yeah. Um, although the the line drawing that they showed, the HTC kind of teased, just looked like a regular freaking VR yeah. headset. So maybe not. I guess Gen 1 is going to be something similar to what we have. Possibly. But, you know, give them some time. I'm sure they're going to design something nice. Uh, and finally, Android O. I think yes. a lot of details were revealed about Android O as well. So, new emojis. Uh, new emojis. Or redesigned emojis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally some good emojis, hopefully yeah. built into Well, into that's this is it. They're getting rid of the blobs, right? Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Which, I mean, I kind of exactly. find the blobs, but they've always been a little less than than the iPhone ones. There's also picture-in-picture, picture, so, I mean, if you get yeah. a call on Hangouts or Allo or Duo, whatever it is, ah, yeah, then, well, you know, you doesn't everybody it. uses. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, you know, if you're one of those people who does do that, uh, it doesn't take away a full screen. Now, it's sure. kind of like when you're watching YouTube and you know how you can swap a video mm. down. I'm assuming something similar to yeah, can that. You, can you remember YouTube before then? <laughs> I, I don't. That was, like, one of the best things that yeah, Google did. exactly. You know, it was a really, really nice, um, you know, on there. Uh, what else is new? Improved app shortcuts and widgets. So this is taking a page out of iOS because what happens now is with Apple's 3D Touch technology, when you 
you know, hold down on an icon, the widget for that icon shows up. And on Android right now, which is surprising because Android's had widgets much before Apple, so you mm -hmm. would have thought that this would happen on Android first, but no, I mean, Apple did that. And with Android O, what they're doing is the same thing. So right now, if you've got Android 7.1, you can still kind of like press down on an icon if it's got a couple of shortcuts, like uh, Google Maps has for home and uh, work or whatever. So, But uh, with O, what they're doing is that action will allow you to pop the widget up for that application. Oh, cool. Uh, and then, you know, just use that from, from the home screen. From the home screen, yeah. from the icons of that. Uh, smart text select. Oh, finally. I mean, because this has been a bit of a problem on Android, right? It's... We've discussed it, this, yes, have we not? It's terrible, yeah. yes. Their, their copy-paste selection is terrible. It's just... It just and it tends to be no different depending what exactly, phone Exactly, yes. yeah. Exactly. exactly. So hopefully this solves... Do you know a little bit about it, Bavisha? Did you... No, no, I haven't. Because... Um, I missed the segment on Android O okay. when I was watching the... Uh, Got the, it. Uh, okay. So apparently, copy-pasting on a mobile phone can often be frustrating. Yes. But Android <laughs> is here to help. Often is underselling it. <laughs> yeah. uh, with smart text select, Android O will be capable of identifying things like addresses, phone numbers, etc. from the text that is copied. Once a text is selected, users will also get an option depending on what is selected. For example, if a phone number or an address is selected... Uh, the option will read call or Google Maps, respectively. So I guess it recognizes the text that you've copied and then allows you to do actions from there. Yeah. Selecting that text, I haven't said much about it. So yeah, that, yeah, that's still the frustrating yeah. part. Besides, I mean, that's something that has always worked quite well on iPhone. Yeah, right? exactly. It is good. And exactly. it does recognize things. I find, look, Android uh, N has, has been okay. Mm -hmm. It's It's got better. Right. But I think it's still not quite but there. But still needs some work. You know, I... I was thinking actually, didn't we did a little bit of a predictions thing on Android a, hmm. a couple of months That's ago? That's true. Didn't we? I wonder. That's true. And none of this is what we thought, <laughs> of, unfortunately. No, but we did. Did we? Did we not talk about how uh, updates will be rolled out? Because there's some talk mm. about improved yes, which is uh, uh, OS updates coming to absolutely. Android. Absolutely. So I mean, one of the things that they're doing is, uh, for example, the graphics driver will now be separately, you know, downloadable. Uh, okay. You wouldn't need an OS update for that. Uh, which will allow a lot of phones that don't necessarily, you know, give you time to updates to actually get a lot of that functionality before right. even, you know, the manufacturer releases it. So that's, I think, that's something pretty cool. They also have redesigned notification alerts. Um, and uh, I think notifications are fine on Android. Is there anything yeah, in really, particular I, that's sort really of, like you know? Them. Yeah. Uh, so basically what this does is Android O will shrink down persistent notifications into smaller categories, making it easier on the eyes. Whatever that cool. is, I have no Thanks, clue. Google. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, updated settings uh, and quick settings menu. Um, Auto-enable Wi-Fi. Nightlight is coming into Android O as well. We've had that on iOS. It's interesting how these um, OSs keep copying each other's mm. features. Yeah. You know, it's a, that we haven't seen anything that's uh, super innovative um, from either one of these two companies for the past few generations. But it's iterative, and I think all of them are just copying. Yeah, each I think other. this is definitely the most. Have you I mean, short? unless they've got they're holding some stuff back, which probably maybe they are, but it's, right. it's a very iterative update hmm. to exactly as was N, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I think so, but I I feel like N seemed to like once it arrived, I really felt the difference. I'm not I'm not maybe it's okay. just me. I don't know. It just seemed cleaner. It seemed the notifications weren't as as clunky as they were previously. But I maybe. think the one thing that I really liked on N was. Battery life improvement. Yeah, uh, I think battery life improved deal. tremendously sure. with that. And they're saying that I assume it's going to be better as be well better with O. Well yeah. yeah, I think the, those are things that always need you know improvements. So you just can't do without that. Yeah, 
Uh, is that all we have from Google I/O? Shall we? I think that's that's the majority of. Oh, yeah. Google Home is getting calling, like that's just right. after ah, Amazon right. Echo, and be- and better because you can call any Google yeah. phone, right? Or and any and phone. even landlines as well. The uh, US and Canada US. free calling. That's okay. Cool. All right. So how does that work? I mean, what just you so say Google call this number or whatever, and it's yeah, gonna, it's, that's it's it. It's essentially that Google, Google calls call. From Bavisha. <laughs> <laughs> work so right if you've now. got a home, it's actually going to ring on your Google Home or your yes. Google Android phone or uh, Google that? Home. Interesting. Yeah, so yeah. it's your uh, wireless. It's your wireless um, speaker Speakerphone. Okay. Exactly what Amazon did with the Echo right. a few weeks ago. Right. Okay. Um, Google is also getting notifications, so sometimes your lights will start blinking and you'll ask Google, "What's up?" Okay. And they'll and it'll actually tell you, "Hey, you have these notifications." Does that mean I'm going to get ads on it pretty soon too? <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe you're like, like right Google, what's up? Yeah. Oh, nothing. I just thought you might uh, want <laughs> exactly. to check this two-for-one deal on underwear. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, uh, maybe, possibly. Even even the Echo is said to have um, <laughs> notifications coming yeah. Okay. very yeah. soon. Uh, well, I mean, look at that. Um, ads are Google's bread and butter. Yeah. And Home doesn't have ads right now based on search. So I wouldn't be surprised if... And, and the Chromecast and Google Home and your phone are going to be a lot more tightly integrated. So nice. you can ask Google Home something like, show me my calendar. Right. Uh, and it shows it to you on your TV. Nice. Yeah. Google Home doesn't come with a screen, but your exactly. TV does. Exactly. And this, it can send stuff to your phone too. It does kind of shit all over what Amazon yes. announced with the show, right? Yeah. Like the show, I mean, it seemed like an interesting yeah. prospect, but hmm. it was limited in the sense that it was just a tablet. That kind of showed you Amazon stuff. Exactly. And like yeah. could only let you call other people who had one. Uh, but this is, yeah, I mean, Google, just like we've always discussed, has a bigger ecosystem of things that it can do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's clever. I mean, and that thing costs $230. Google Home is a lot cheaper. 199 yeah. regularly, and I'm, it goes down uh, you know, to 180 or 175 uh, special pricing. They didn't announce any new hardware, did they? No new hardware? No. Aside they did, from they these talked VR about Android, headsets. Yeah, VR headsets. Those are reference devices. Yeah. Right, but nothing. Android Go. Got it. Um, and that's an OS. Which yes, is that's a, an OS. Right. To run on, uh, it's for the next 1 billion users. It's on extremely low-powered phones. Right. I think... So they didn't quite talk about how this would, or I, or maybe I missed that bit because they had talked about Android One, right, uh, which was already in place. Yes, absolutely. Which is supposed to be exactly Correct. that. Correct. Correct. So how is this different? We don't know. That. And even like we talked a couple of weeks ago about that Google Fuchsia. Right. Yes. That didn't seem to get any. Play Nothing on there either. Yeah. Also, it, it's kind of weird talking about low-end devices now because even a low-end device by today's standard is something that was like super high-end three years ago. Right. So, I mean, sure. hardware just keeps getting better, faster, cheaper. You yeah. Know? Is there any point in making you know um, something for low-end devices, considering low-end isn't really low-end anymore? Yeah. And, and then at what point does it just become like an older version of, of Android? Right. Exactly. Like if it's just running like marshmallows, exactly. but with better security upgrades. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's probably how it is. Cool. Okay. Well, I guess that's pretty much it for um, Google I.O. Um, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's time to eat. It's time to eat. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's do this then. All right, Abbas, what have we got today? So we've got um, quinoa puffs. Quinoa yes. puffs, quinoa puffs, and quinoa. Quinoa. Okay, there we go. Obviously, I'm not hipster enough to know what yeah. that is. <laughs> it's it's the, the I Heart Quinoa brand. Quinoa that's the brand. Puffs. Yeah, that is the brand. It's um, as absurd with claims of it being irre- irresistibly crunchy and uh, aged cheddar flavor. All right, let's crack yeah, it let's open. Crack it open. I'm actually quite excited about this. Uh-huh. I like both cheese and <coughs> quinoa. And the lack of spice yes. or the other things that may burn your tongue. <laughs> Can't open it, guys. Oh, no, there it is. And it's okay. microwave. There we go. All right, here you go. All right, let's give this a shot. 
have to say the the class uh, the packaging is very classy. They're very crunchy. Yeah, the design is a uh, roundish. <laughs> I don't know if oh. I um, it doesn't have much flavor. It's got it's a bit no. bland, no? Mm. Yeah. Either that or my taste buds are kind of messed up. No, because you're right. It's not cheesy enough. Mm. Yeah. Very aged. It's not less cheddar. It's not like Cheetos kind of cheesy. No, I, that's what I expected. Or cheese balls yeah. kind of cheesy. I expected more of the cheese. Because, yeah. I mean, this is essentially like a cheese ball for hipsters. Exactly. Just said. Exactly. Man, those planters, cheese balls are... Although we do know that hipsters have no taste, so... <laughs> Sorry, that couldn't help myself. Yeah, I, I think the claims of it being irresistibly crunchy may be... Definitely crunchy. It's definitely crunchy. Irresistible. Well, they're fine. Fine. I give this a solid two out of five. <laughs> I'd give it a little bit more. I'd say two and a half. Yeah. Mm. It's not so bad. Yeah, I guess I could probably continue eating that. Mm-mm. Three, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Three, it's, it tastes okay. Mm. What I will say. It seems healthy. Yes. So apparently only 120 calories. For the entire pack. For the entire pack, which is impressive. And they're gluten-free. So there you go. If you have oh. an allergy, this is yeah, something you, I guess you could eat. And uh, only five grams of protein. I don't know if that's good. Do you need no, a lot you, of need, protein? you need more protein. Uh, yeah, I feel yeah. like you would need more <laughs> than just five grams of protein. So really, this this does nothing for you. No, it's just a, it's a healthy way to snack. I yeah. mean, if you're instead of having like other forms of crisps or chips, right? I guess so. That's yeah, yeah. just a snack on this. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, it's I feel like there is this kind of like well, we listen to a lot of podcasts between us. I feel and there's this sort of like surge of like healthy snacks that you hear right. from places like nature box and things like that that right. hasn't quite hit the uae yet but i feel like we're on the cusp of that coming um and maybe these would uh fit into that into that trend yeah excellent all right mike what's the time on your watch yeah let's not even go there it's 4 21 in the morning <laughs> wow i what? switch i switched devices today and um i forgot to unpair this okay so it's literally shit itself Weird. I won't tell you what brand this is. <laughs> My review is pending. Um, all right, then. Moving on from Google to Microsoft. Microsoft announced the Surface Pro. Uh, so Surface Pro has always had a number, one, two, three, and four next to it, but uh, that's gone now. Mm-hmm. So it's now just Surface Pro, kind of like how MacBook Pro is, you know, with no numbers attached <laughs> I, after that. I'm sorry, but before we get into it's funny that companies do this because they, they do this numbering until it gets to a bit silly and then they go back to zero. Exactly. And then they start it up again and then they go back to zero. <laughs> it, I equate it to like comic book and like renumbering and stuff where they just like reboot everything. The reboot of everything. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, but Microsoft's version of Surface Pro doesn't differ, at least looks wise, from um, the previous version, which was Surface Pro 4. Mm-hmm. It does come with the latest uh, 7 Gen Core i7, i5, or M3 processors. Sorry, what's that? The KB Lake ones? Or? Yes, that's right. right. It is Kaby Lake, and uh, if you get the Core M3 or even the Core i5, it's a fanless design, which is kind of nice. Uh, 13.5 hours of battery life. You still have the same pixel display, pixel density display. I'm not sure whatever it is that they call it. So not a massive upgrade from uh, Surface Pro 4 if you've got one of those. Uh, battery life. Uh, battery life is a massive upgrade, yeah. but other than that, I don't think there's much. The keyboards to are it. getting an upgrade, right? So, but then keyboards are generally cross-compatible, right? So you could probably buy the new keyboard and then stick it to your mm-hmm. Surface Pro Four. Yeah, They're using they the same that, Alcantara. Uh, yes, the R- Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I think that that will work. They're releasing new keyboard covers. You're right, uh, and I think they're using the Alcantara, whatever. Yeah, it is, that material. Which is the same that was the same thing with the laptop that yeah. they had released. Yeah. That. So I think those covers. Yes. No. The, the surface, surface laptop. Surface yeah. laptop. Surface yeah. laptop. So what would you think? 
I mean, I guess specs-wise, this is this is more powerful than the Surface sure. laptop. Um, actually, it's got the same i7. Yeah, right? this I is mean, they're both. Yeah, this, yeah, exactly. This is what I'm thinking. So like, it's why? more of a tablet than right. a yeah, laptop. Sure. You know, I think if people prefer that kind of. Oh, the pen factor. is getting an upgrade as well. Yes, the pen is getting an upgrade. Although, yeah. unfortunately, I don't have any details on it. It's um, um, so the older one was 2048 levels. Okay. Of um, sensitivity, sensitivity. pressure. Sensitivity. This is 4096. Yeah. Okay. okay. So it's a lot more sensitive and it features, it has um, recognition of tilt as well. Okay. Right. So you, the computer knows when you're tilting. And I guess it's right. for the, the designers and the artists. Ah. So they took the Apple Pencil and branded it as Microsoft. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's exactly what the yeah, Apple Pencil exactly did as well. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I mean, from an everyday point of view, I don't see that extra sensitivity. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just trying to like, I can get it maybe for artists. I mean... It's funny because the positioning for the Surface was always kind of like, hey, you can use this instead of a laptop. Right. And now they have a laptop. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. It's like, uh, so now they kind of have to pivot back to like, hey, you need a tablet. So here's a cool stylus that's better now. Yeah, but, but, but look, the stylus works on the Surface laptop as well. Uh, actually, I don't know if the newer one works on it or not, but I mean, the older <laughs> stylus does work because I mean, you can get that as an accessory for the Surface laptop. I'm not sure if the newer one works on it or not. Whether the technology is on the display or is it on the pen? Any idea between? No idea. I, th no I think idea. it should... It, it'll probably be a combination of both. Yeah. So you you it might. So it won't work on the Surface laptop. I think it should work, just not at the same level of sensitivity. Got it. Got it. Okay. Fair enough. Um, that's my understanding. Yeah, we're not going to quote you on that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would make sense, right? No, for yeah. sure. For sure. Give, give it give it limited functionality, yeah. but at least don't make it completely yeah. sure. unfunctional. I was going to say dysfunctional. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but between the two, between the Pro or the laptop, which one would you either one of you pick? I, I'm, I'm a laptop guy, yeah. man. I, I don't think. I mean, I I've, I've have a, an iPad Pro, like the big one mm -hmm. with the keyboard. And it's okay. It's fine, but it's mm. awkward. And like, you know, you need to put it on your lap. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, that doesn't the rest. The yeah. And the, to be fair, the Surface could kind of do that. Right. Surface Pro, but it's just not It's not there. Maybe this will be better, but. Does, does the Surface I laptop know. sort of transform? No, it doesn't. It doesn't, right? It, doesn't. it just stays in it's one yeah. laptop. It's a laptop. Plus, I assume it's a, it's a damn sight cheaper as well, right? Like the Surface laptop's $1,000, and how much is this? this These are cheaper. These start at $749. Oh, okay, for the, but for the Core, but for the core M1. For the Core M1, most yes, likely. Yeah. So, so they're probably go. comparable yeah, maybe. Uh, to each other in pricing. Well, good for Microsoft for giving people options. I exactly, guess. exactly. I think uh, I prefer the tab. Uh, I prefer the laptop form factor more than the tablet. I've used the Surface Pro for and yeah. 3, I know that you had it for a while, right? Exactly. I mean, it's just that I know that a lot of times I'm in bed and I like to type, and you just mm. can't do that with the Surface Pro keyboard. Well, so you don't have to pick between the two, right? I mean, um, the HP Spectre, for example, right, is both goes into the tablet mode has a pen mode and it's a proper laptop as well i haven't used the specter is it a good machine i mean um i haven't used it either right. uh, at length i've just played around with it okay. very briefly just with the hardware form mm -hmm. factor that's uh, the one with like the that weird kind of super light kick, kick pretend yeah. Right? yeah yeah, yeah. Pretty looking. it is it, pretty it looking. looks it looks amazing yeah. uh the reviews everywhere are, are incredible i think that's the one that's i'm gonna pick up as i move from mac to windows all right um huh. yeah so we you don't have to settle if you're Fair happy enough. to move away from Microsoft. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess that's a good thing about Windows. I mean, there are so many form factors available <laughs> yeah. to you that you're not restricted to, you know, whatever Microsoft is providing or Apple in, in the case of iOS or Mac OS. Cool. Okay. Uh, moving on. Um, HTC U11. Um, Mike and I were at the launch event in Taipei last week, and we got a chance to play with the devices extensively. Um, 
from a specs point of view, I think HTC's nailed it. Uh, you've got top of the line specs. Pricing is fantastic as well. You're getting the 128 yeah, GB honest, with 6 GB. With the, they yeah, they did the right thing there. Yeah, absolutely. Camera is great as well. It's got the highest DXO mark uh, mm. of 90, beating the Google Pixel as well. Uh, design, that is somewhat of a sticky point. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. Says that ki- those um, quinoa boys. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Um, the back of the phone looks nice. Yeah. So it, it's available in five different colors. Um, with three which were on the previous U Ultra, um, and another two, which are like uh, there's an Arctic Silver, I believe it's called, and then Solar Red, which is this sort of new additional color that's come out. That um, it won't be available initially at launch, right. but looks freaking gorgeous. They've got this sort of liquid. They call it liquid surfaces. The way they sort of like layer the glass on top of each other, mm-hmm. so that when you tilt the phone in the light, it shines a different color. And this one is red, but when you tilt it towards the light, it actually comes out gold. And it's a bit hard to do it justice when you when you're photographing. Yeah. And in fact, these things are very glass heavy, so they're almost yeah. impossible to photograph. It's a pain in the ass. But in person, they look amazing. I'm thoroughly impressed. I mean, same sim, similar with the U, U Ultra, right? It's the same kind of vibe. Um, one thing I get to remark is it's, it's interesting. It's from the front, the phone looks kind of, I don't want to say bland, but like, yeah, it, it looks like a smartphone. And I mm. think when you're looking at the S8 and the G6 and even the, the new Sony Xperia XZ Premium, um, you kind of like pick up the phone and look at the side that you're normally staring at, which is the front of the phone, the screen you have this kind of uniqueness to all those devices and the HTC doesn't, doesn't really have that. I agree with you on that, um, yeah. But I mean, that, that's, you know, that's personal preference. Mm-hmm. I feel that, one, uh, sorry, one thing that we didn't mention is obviously the, the big feature of this phone is that you can squeeze it. Um, you may have seen, seen the, or heard uh, about this I, online. I, look, I tried it out for the couple of days that we, you know, I use the phone. Uh, I just didn't get used to that feature. Yeah. It's their highlighting feature, and it's there. I'm, I'm assuming that once um, they launch the, um, what is it, the Edge Sense, is that what they're right. calling it? The software which allows you to customize it per app. Yeah. That's when it becomes a lot more useful. Right now, you just have two functions which are universally sort of set. So, you know, but when it's within an app and when you can customize that, that's probably when it gets much nicer. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, taking photos, for example, with it, uh, I found it much easier to just double tap the power button, launch the camera, and take a picture I'm, versus I'm the pleasing. opposite, man. I, I love it. Really? I think it's nice. like okay, so good. intuitive for me. Good, good. I think it's, it seems to be th- that's how I grip the f- how I grip phones. So I'm assuming the te- in testing or whatever that they did, there must be a certain subset subset of users that that's how you right. specifically hold a phone. And I tend to hold my phone like that all of the time. Nice, very nice. So if I want to take a photo, it's just as simple as just that's squeezing awesome. a little bit, opens a cat. So you can get from from lock screen to clicking a photo without touching the screen once, which I think Correct. is. Is, is, you know, I mean, nobody's doing something like that. And what's cool about it is that it's not like force touch or I'm trying to think of another example, but these things that like will drain battery, right? This is all kinetically done mm. through a series of, of haptic sensors. So it doesn't impact on the design of the phone. Right. It doesn't impact on the battery life of the phone. It's just something that HTC can throw in there as an ad, an ad that... Hopefully, as developers sure. uh, integrated into their apps, we'll, we'll catch oh, up. Oh, absolutely. Look, I'm not, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think HTC did a smart thing by putting in there. Just because I don't use it doesn't mean that yeah, no, you no, know, there's course. plenty of users for it. And again, it's just something that's 
there for you to use. Mm. It's not something that's required of the phone. Yeah. Just an added way of you know, input. And I think that's fantastic. I think that's great. Uh, you know, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, they're going to have to differentiate themselves some way. And they didn't do it by design this year, at least in terms of screens. Also, I like, like the fact that you can do Alexa and uh, Google, yeah. okay, Google Vote at the same time yeah, simultaneously. It's, 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 bitters- it's bittersweet because they've announced the ability to do that. And sadly, the Alexa functionality isn't available in the Middle East. But then Alexa isn't available in the Middle East, right? Yeah. Officially. So it's not something that they control. It's just... No, no, of course. Amazon. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's not, you know, not, not their fault. But it will be a shame that, you know, we've all talked, we all have echoes. Exactly. And the ability to, to kind of not get that on my, like so close, right? <laughs> because it would be so nice to have it. But, you know, in, in, in certain parts of Europe, in the States, I think it's going to actually be quite, it might, it may be a deciding factor for people why they would pick up that phone. Right. Over, exactly. Over something else. Absolutely. There are two more features that I think are worth highlighting. The first is that the included ear set or uh, headphone, not the headphones, it's the earbuds. Yeah. They've got uh, active noise cancellation. Yeah. Uh, I tried and didn't really work for me. I mean, in the sense really? that I had uh, just a colleague of mine was typing away on his mechanical keyboard and I could literally just hear the mechanical keyboard tuck, 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 while I was listening to the headphones. It didn't really block much noise. So did you have music playing? I did, or? I did. Okay. I, I did have, I, I was watching a video on YouTube. Okay. Um, so I mean, I love the quality of the earbuds. They're great. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely they're better than the ones that. Oh, were for in the sure, like, for sure. I mean, great earbuds and very comfortable either. They fit in my ear really nicely. Mm-hmm. But the active uh, noise cancellation part didn't work much, much for me. At yeah, least. look, I had a feeling that I I only tried them at the at the event mm-hmm. itself, and it seemed to work okay there. But it only seems to activate when you're listening to music, music. which is which is fine because it's, right, you know, of course when you're sure. going to be using it the most. Sure, but I I think. In order, like, there's a reason why a majority of actively noise cancelling headphones are large. Exactly. Over ear design. And expensive. Yes. 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 So I think it was only going to be so so good. Fair enough. But which is, I mean, it's fine. If it's something that you can throw in and and that works to a certain extent, I think it'll, it'll be. Positive. The other thing was it comes with a little dongle this time. Right. To, for yeah, for three point five mm to USB Type C. Yeah. Um, which I interesting, at least for my myself, has a, a DAC in it, hmm. which I think is a smart. It's an interesting move from them mm-hmm. because it, it means that they're offering you the ability to listen to your regular headphones with a potentially added boost. A little bit of preview. yeah. Whether that my concern is like whether that impacts on battery life is is one thing because obviously. Because it doesn't have a headphone jack, you can't exactly. You, can't charge you will the thing be powering. Listening. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it'll it'll it requires a little more testing, but I feel for sure, for sure. There was one more feature that I kind of like about it is that when you're recording a video and you focus on a particular subject and zoom in, the mics kind of zoom into that as well, which I think is quite clever. Yeah. So they showcased uh, a woman playing a piano in a park, and the guys was taking footage of that. And as soon as he gets to the woman and he zooms into it, the voice of the violin or whatever she's playing just kind of you know amplifies. Uh, so the mics are actually focusing in that direction. That's pretty smart. Th- that is very yeah. nice. That is a great feature, I think. That that's going to help out quite nice. Um, so yeah, that's HTC U11. I think it's going to be available in the Middle East in the first week or two of June. Uh, pricing is what twenty six ninety nine. Twenty five ninety nine for yeah. a unit with one twenty eight GB storage and six GB RAM, yeah. which is fantastic. It's yeah. nuts. Like, and as you said, it's a Snapdragon eight three five. So technically, this is the first. Snapdragon 835 phone that will be available in the Middle East, which is, it's a big deal if that's what you're into. Um, from testing, you know, the, the processor seems to be uh, speedy enough. 
I'm not having any issues with it, which is good. They've, they've put together a great flow. Mm. Um, yeah, it's was probably timing as well because they're competing with Samsung. Yes. Yeah. But I think that they've been smart about it, like letting Samsung come out, have their moment, rather than someone like LG who kind of tried to beat Samsung to the yeah. punch and then was lost in, lost in the hype that Samsung had uh, when the phone actually came out. One of the interesting things, uh, we went on a factory tour to actually look at seats. So how the phones are made, which is fascinating. Um, but, um, as we were as we were walking through the factory, the, one of the the guy who was showing us around, I guess one of the the guides, kind of let slip that at the back they were man, manufacturing the Pixel Two. Oh, <laughs> but he wouldn't let us see. So uh, so that's a shame. But uh, at least that would have been yeah, fun. Yeah, at least you know it's it's coming. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see. How the how it does how it stands up to the Samsung Galaxy S8 and everything else, and I think that's that's the last of the big smartphones aside from the Sony one. Sony Xperia, yeah, Sony Xperia, yeah, which is true. again due out. We'll we'll have a, we can talk a little bit about more of that about next week. All right. So the next story is uh, that Imar Malls has bought a fifty one percent stake in local e commerce um, startup Namshi, right, for one hundred and fifty one million dollars, um, which approximately. Uh, values Namshi at about three hundred million. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, this is this is a great sort of uh, validation of the e-commerce uh, plays that have been happening in the region. Namshi has been a fantastic company. They've they have a great product, great delivery, and everything. They're doing a lot of innovation in that space. It's interesting though that uh, Imar Malls would acquire Namshi, given that um, Alabar, who's the Right, chairman, C- of, CEO. C- he's the CEO of MR, Correct. and he's also Has, he's also the uh, founder, founder slash of chairman slash of noon. Of noon. Yes. But look, Imar did try to acquire Souk.com for about what five hundred odd million dirham or the no, eight hundred million. They put in a bid for eight hundred. Wow, they okay. did. Yeah. So, okay, so I mean, they did try that out, but Amazon obviously got that. So they did have some interest in um, e-commerce in the region, and I'm assuming with uh, Souk out. Jado Pedo also gone, and now that's uh, that's what we know as uh, Noon's taken over that. Uh, what other choices do we have in the region for e-commerce other than Namshi or uh, does anything else come to your mind? Wadi, yeah, Wadi yeah. is there, but Wadi is isn't Wadi purely well, electronics? Right? No, it's been around for more than a year. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and but Wadi's focused a lot on Saudi. Yeah, rightfully so because it's a larger market. Right, uh, they do of have course. operations in Dubai as well, strong ones. Right, but it's purely electronics, isn't it? No, not necessarily. Right. Really, no, no, no. Oh, okay. they do they everything. Yeah, well. they are they are an right. all-out e-commerce play. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Wadi yeah. and is Desert Cart. Uh, no, Desert Cart basically just orders anything off Amazon, Amazon. like yeah, whatever you right. want. They'll go to Amazon, double the price. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. No, there's a few other small-ish players as well, and every day. Uh, practically every day, there's a new e-commerce marketplace that comes in. Right. Uh, in my daytime job, I I literally get to hear from one uh, every week. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Every week, people come to us and they're like, "Oh, you know, list your products on our marketplace, and we've committed a million dollars to marketing. We've committed wow. half a million and everything." So and it would be interesting to hearing from you, considering you know you're on that side of the of the story as well. Uh, what do you look for if a marketplace venture appro- you know approaches you? What is it so that one is that who's backing it. Okay. Uh, we If they have any experience in e-commerce before that or tech startups before that or at least money behind it, right? Because right. e-commerce is not cheap. Tech is 20%, but execution is 80%. We 
the kind of team that's behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had fly-by-night operators literally start and shut down in, in less than three months. Ouch. Okay. So one of the ways we handle it now is we minimize our effort in into a new platform. Okay. So for example, instead of me adding 50 different products mm-hmm. individually on the marketplace, I will give them an Excel sheet with the price and tell right. them, this is it, you add. Got it. And if they start delivering volume, then I commit my resources to it. Do you have to commit a certain level of stock or is it really up to, um, up to, up to you? Right. So how does that work? I mean, if you've got, let's just say, five uh, units of um, the Samsung SA yeah. And that you want to sell across three different marketplaces. Would you put five in each one of them, or stock? No. Levels? So, so the way like? we we do it is for new marketplaces, we don't commit stock. What we we do we do give them a stock number, mm-hmm. but we do it for items that are easily available. So even okay. if I was to run out of stock somehow, I can pick it up in less than twenty four hours and fulfill okay. it. Fair enough. Okay. Um, and yeah. it is because these models are popular; they're easily available. That's how we test out these marketplaces as well. Right. Okay, and okay. marketing in e-commerce is a black hole. You can throw money left, right, and center oh, to I it, and imagine. none of it will be yeah. enough. Um, so it's it's been interesting. Jeropeta uh, was one of one of our best platforms to work on. Right. That sort of shutting down has obviously had an impact on my on of my course. day job on the business. Right. Um, Suk is doing really well. Okay. Uh, Le- so Souk is supposed to be a bigger player than Jado Pedro, and if you've got both of them, as far as your sales were concerned, did you see more, you know, orders coming in from Jado Pedro or Souk? Is that information that you can disclose first of all? Um, it it depends on product. Some products did well on Jado Pedro for us. Right. Some did better on Souk. Okay. Um, yeah. They were fairly equal. Okay. For us, which is surprising because Souk is a bigger player. Yeah. It does have larger volumes. But also because of that, there was more competition. Mm. And then um, Souk also fulfills orders themselves, right? Whereas correct. Yeah. Certain items. So just like Amazon, what Souk would often does is they sell items themselves. Like deal of the day, UAE. Correct. They will sort of subsidize the items and sell it at items, uh, sell it at prices which are sometimes lower than our cost. Mm. So it's it's a relationship which can be good and bad. If they see that a certain item is selling a lot, they may often jump into it themselves. Got it. Um, only, only to gain more customers. So if an if an item's selling so well, they'll drop it down ten percent, um, and get more customers while right. taking the loss as a customer acquisition cost. Got Which it. Is I not mean, something that you guys can do. So. Yeah, we can't because yeah. we're of a smallish course. business, so we have of to course. focus on profitability. We don't have venture capital money to burn through. No <laughs> runways or, or Amazon money now. Or <laughs> Amazon money. <laughs> no. um, so my question to you then is: If you said there's all these, uh potential um, e-commerce businesses approaching you. Is your decision to, to not join one purely out of convenience or just frustration of like whether it'll, to bother? Because I mean, isn't it just easier to get involved with everything so you can just potentially sell all your product or is it really just the returns are not worth, you know, setting up another store, putting all the effort that it goes into? So there are two, two things we use to evaluate, right? One is obviously whether it's worth the effort. Now, we've set up ways in which we minimize the effort. Yeah, yeah. For example, we just send an Excel sheet of products and a price, and then either they tell us that they're going to charge a certain percentage right. of the transaction, so we mark it up accordingly, yeah. or we tell them this is our price to you. You set the price whatever you want it to be. Mm. If you want to subsidize, great. Drop the costs, you take the loss. Mm-hmm. If you want to make a profit, increase the profit. But this is increase the retail price. But this is what we keep. Yeah. Uh, so we've minimized the effort. That was frustration in the beginning. The second concern, which is a lot bigger, is uh, credit. So essentially, what happens is the marketplace takes money from the buyer yeah. 
and then gives us the product. Of course. Now, if uh, if a marketplace in between was to shut down operations, um, they could have received money from the buyer but not pay us. Yeah, yeah. So we have to be very careful on how much outstanding amounts we can work with. So there's the, a lot of monitoring that goes. Yes, into, yeah, and we we for newer players we set limits. Okay. If it means because again we're small business. We work in uh, technology with the margins that are single digits. Mm -hmm. If I lose a hundred dirhams, I have to uh, ha I have to sell for a thousand dirhams to make that, that money back, up, yeah. or more than a thousand dirhams. Yeah. So we set limits, and if they exceed that, it's only after they clear the payments or something do we right. move forward. I'd rather not have a couple of orders than have orders go out and not get paid for them. So here's a question I have for you: Why don't you set up your own website, like your own e-commerce? We are doing that as well. Okay. So. My e-commerce play is I have my own website, which I'm working on developing slowly. Uh, the product is not is far from what Jadopedo or Souk or Wadi have developed because, again, they have that funding behind that. Sure. For us, we, we make a little bit of profit. We invest a part of it into the product. So the product is not as as good as... As uh, flashy. Or, uh, yeah, right. exactly. It's, right, but I mean, if it gives your customers a place to go... And right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And for us, it's a combination because uh, when we used to sell on Jada Beta, a lot of customers would come and talk to us on our platform, right? Uh, like using our online chat software, or they would come to our website, see that we're a legit business, and then order from Jada Beta. Interesting, itself. okay. So the whole marketplace plus our own website works yeah. in that. Mm. No, I think, I, think that's, you know, I think that's more important letting on because I know that mm. when I've tried to purchase from these platforms I do a lot of research into the people I'm buying from I mean maybe that's just me but I feel much safer buying from someone that definitely looks legit yeah because everybody could sell me a MacBook Pro right yeah but if I can get it from somewhere I, even if I have to end up paying like 50 dirhams more from someone else at least I feel that I'll get it on time and I'll get it you know with some kind of after sale support or like at least or legit product yeah, as well, or, right? yeah well, sometimes exactly. especially in the case of iPhones what has happened in a few cases is that the headsets and the chargers get swapped out for fake ones. Huh. Really? So huh. so you end up with a genuine phone, but the charger, but the charger and headphones are fake. And wow. that's how a lot of uh, some sellers are able to drop the prices below cost price. Wow. Okay. Just think of it. The headphone goes for about yes. 130 dirhams, 140 right. dirhams. And the charger itself, the cable goes for 80 dirhams. So that's 200 something dirhams, which they can knock off the cost right. of the price. And wow. then they just and re-shrink wrap it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Also, one of the things that I found on Jadopedo was that uh, there were some resellers that were not based out of the UAE, Hong Kong or something. Like yeah. that. And I would always avoid that. <laughs> I mean, you know, if I could get something locally purchased, if the, the reseller was based out of the UAE, I would definitely go for that, even if the pricing was a little bit different. Yeah. Because, look, I mean, if something goes wrong, then who are you going to contact in yeah. Hong Kong or whatever, right? So I actually things. remember a few orders from you on our store for yeah. iTunes. And for the iTunes, yes. yeah. That's yeah. one thing I miss, actually, because, I mean, uh, JDPD was a place where I used to buy iTunes right. card from. So once you get your store up and running, happy to move over there. Excellent. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is a lot of coming back to the thank, you, thank you for the masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, this is exciting. Yeah, EMR yeah. buying. It's. I think is there, is there a conflict of interest based here, or is it? It's a it, it's a little murky. I look. I mean, I was reading the um, announcement, and what? Um, no, sorry, I wasn't reading the. I was reading the uh, what TechCrunch had written about it. And it was interesting because they were saying that Dubai Mall is positioned as a reseller at the end of the day. I mean, they sell, you know, uh, whatever it is in through resellers. And they're like, it's somewhat of a similar model for them going online with Lumshi or anything else that right. they would have chosen. Uh, so, you know, I don't think it's competition at the end of the day. Um, I think it complements their business well. Um, 
but then you also have Mall of the Emirates now. I mean, with Majid Al Futain group. Yeah. So There's, and they were looking as well, there right? There is talk, I mean, right? Exactly. Like there are rumors that that's happening. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know that might happen as well, and then will the I mean, market look, get oversaturated? Any, any company would be stupid not to, though. Like at the moment. Right, but I mean, don't you think we already have too many malls in Dubai? The next yeah. thing, do we need too many, too many e-commerce? e-commerce sites? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's you know it's just gonna lead to that. That's that's yeah. just how I feel. Let's let's just see how it shapes up. Um, so so the CDO of Namshi has said on Reddit now, assuming this actually is the CTO, Alex Nadlin, he says that <clears throat> this partnership will help them scale further and make the necessary investments to bring exceptional service. More importantly, it will continue to operate independently. If um, we continue to operate independently. Yeah, is that what he said? Yeah, no, he's saying they will continue they will to continue. operate independently okay. and that, uh, quote-unquote, not involved in forming a technology consortium with Noon or cross-license Namshi Tech to Noon. Right. Well, they've got Jada Pedo for that, right? I mean, yeah, they've got Jada Pedo, so, so they've got the tech now. This is, this is purely an Imar Mall's play. This is not, this is not an, a Noon slash uh, Alabar play. Uh, that being said, like you, like you talked about the conflict of interest, Alabar is, uh, he is the chairman at mm-hmm. Imar Mall's and he is yeah. the chairman slash founder of Noon. So you can't imagine it's definitely not some kind of crossover. Yeah, which I think maybe is is even a good thing, right? Because if they were bought just by some other kind of random conglomerate, there could be the potential that maybe they'll just run the thing into the ground, right? But at least here's someone who's quite clearly focused on e-commerce. You know, exactly. Noon.com not having launched yet. Like, okay, yeah. there's, you know, the, Absolutely. whatever you may think about that, at least there's some serious interest behind getting these things mm. and, and getting them working and running and actually being a viable marketplace. No, for sure. So... Sure. Whether they'll end up rebranding it, uh, Namshi is like imamallsfashion.com or whatever. But like, exactly, yeah, exactly. It could Let's see. I, that j- so I'm assuming they've kept on the team. Uh, yeah, um, uh, I think so. Right, it's rocket. Right? Yeah, like nothing, nothing's not, changed, nothing's changed on like on that front. Uh, they said they're still rocking, still hiring. Uh, no changes. Jado Pedo, on the other hand, sorry, <clears throat> Noon, on the other hand, has had uh, t- staff changes. A lot of the older noon team was fired. Right. Uh, CEO and CFO are not at the company anymore. Jado Pedo, CEO Omar Qasim, mm-hmm. who was to become, who had become CTO at noon, um, stepped down as of two days ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of changes happening at the noon front. Right. But nothing at Namshi, yet. Not, nothing nothing at much, Namshi, except no. those guys will be driving Ferraris tomorrow. Other than that, yeah. I think <laughs> it's pretty much going to be all normal. Fair. 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 All right, so our last story is um, Samsung and LG. Both of them launched their flagship televisions in the UAE uh, yesterday and today, actually. Um, we got a chance to look at both of these displays. They're both coming from a different angle. Samsung's focusing with their QLED technology, which is basically just LED, a better version of LED, whereas uh, LG's got OLED panels on yes, them. Which they've been kind of touting for a little while now. Absolutely, like... they are. And Mike, since you're the expert on TVs, I'm going to let you sort sure. of talk. All Look, I, I unfortunately wasn't able to attend the Samsung launch yesterday, much to my chagrin, because I am interested in, in the televisions. Mm-hmm. But I mean, from, from as I said, for the way... We talked a little bit about this earlier, but when these televisions were initially announced earlier this year at CES, um, it came along with a flurry from others. So Sony and Panasonic also finally uh, put out a, a couple of sets that are OLED. So it's something that LG has been doing for the last couple of years, where it's the individual pixels that light up, gives better contrast, uh, better dynamic range. Correct. Kind of stuff. So there's um, no backlight and all that. Yes, exactly, exactly. Which allows them to, to get... The panel's thinner, uh, allows for a few more like sort of color stuff to happen. Um, 
Samsung at the time, obviously sticking to their gun stuck to LCD and said, hey, we're coming up with QLED panels. It was a bit of a <laughs> ha-ha poke in the eye. Right. And at the time it was interesting and, you know, you're like, okay, great. Like at least we have a proper like little tussle on our hands. Unfortunately, here we are six months later and, uh, and you know, the, the excitement and flurry of CS has definitely died down and now people want to see these televisions. Um, and, I mean, we went to the, to the W7, the LG launch today, mm -hmm. and I have to say I was fairly blown away by that thing. I mean, I was prepared to be blown away. LG uh, have, I go on the record as saying, have, have the best televisions and have had the best televisions for the last couple of years. Samsung ones have also been great. Sony's a, a, a good too. But this thing is nuts, man. It's literally thinner than like a, it's about like three or four credit cards that thick. And um, the kind of, they're, they're dubbing it a wallpaper TV, which sounds like a marketing gimmick, but it is absolutely not. This thing is nuts. You put a bracket, you mount a bracket onto your wall, uh, which has four magnets on it. And the back of the television also has magnets that then you can just literally place the television onto the bracket and it sticks there. But the whole yeah, and it's it's a sheet of glass that is literally flexible and bendable, and it just it just sits on a wall, looking like the most beautiful thing you have ever seen. Yeah, it's um, gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Like it, you know, you sort of see, you know, sci-fi films and how the future of tech should be, and this is finally something that is that. And and what's nice about it, I think, as well. I mean, we didn't have an extensive period of time to look at it, but not only is that tech interesting, but the level of quality of the television is is unparalleled as well. I think OLED for me is is the pinnacle of what televisions can do at mm. the moment, right? The ability to control each individual pixel, to have that where your blacks are true black, not this kind of like Correct. washed out kind of gray mm -hmm. bullshit that you yeah. get from LCD. Because there's no light, right? On yeah, exactly. It turns off. Turns off. Right? Mm -hmm. There's issues if your pixel dies, <laughs> then you're wasting a lot of money. But, uh, but they nailed it. And... Um, and so what they've done to combat, because obviously you've got a piece of glass that sticks on a wall, you don't have anything to plug into it, right? So they've got this thin cable that comes out of the back of the television and into a sort of a, a soundbar. Uh, it's a Dolby Atmos soundbar, which is, again, the first uh, television to do that. Um, and then all your inputs are, are plugged through that. Now, you, we had a listen. At, 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 Correct. I, I thought it sounded good. Hmm. The, the demo that they showed kind of like, was like, here's what it sounds like when it's on. Here's what it sounds like when it's off which is a little bit yeah. pandering. Um, I mean, you could definitely tell the difference and the the audio that they played through, it was obviously clearly mixed to maximize Dolby Atmos. Um, I spoke to one of, the, one, one, of the, one of the executives that was there and they mentioned that they will upscale, technically up, you can't upscale audio, but it will apply right. the kind of Dolby Atmos, I guess, algorithm or whatever to any audio you put through it. So right. the potential is there to have that. Um, they also mentioned that... Uh, SDR content will be turned into HDR as well. Yes, right, exactly. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's nuts. The the only problem is, is that you're going to have to pay 60,000 dirhams for the 65-inch <laughs> model and 90,000 dirhams for the 77-inch model. That is nuts. So this is not a TV that anybody's going to own, yeah. right? Like, unless you're mega rich. Yeah, that is nuts. What is cool, though, and is that that's the tech that's in, like the OLED, you know, the upgrades to the OLED, because it now runs, I think, four different versions of HDR, so you have uh, Dolby Vision, HDR10, uh, something Gamma something. I can't even remember what they're called. Um, H but, something, HDR. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. And so those that tech is in 
the lower, like not the lower, but the other versions of the televisions, not this wallpaper one. Mm-hmm. So what you ri- that that sixty thousand dirhams, you're just paying for design, Got it. which is okay, fair enough. It's fucking lovely, but if you want that experience, you can get it at a much reduced value, and right. I don't think you're really missing out. Uh, they sure chose the right place. We launched it at the Palm in Dubai, where I'm sure there are quite a few people who can afford that. For sure, television. for sure. Uh, I was super impressed with the bathroom of the executive suite of yeah. Waldorf Astoria. Where we were. Yeah, that almost trumped the television. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was quite an incredible experience. Yeah. I mean, look, I'd, we're trying to get this in thing, thing into tests. As, mm-hmm. as you guys know, and our listeners probably have become very well aware and very into television. So I want to just play around with it. I want to plug you know, uh, an HDR device into it. And but here's a question I have for you. This clearly said that there is no stand for it. It needs to be put on the Correct. wall. Um, so, I mean, what do you guys do with in, in terms of that? I mean, will you actually need to... I don't know. That, I mean, we're in talks with LG to see mm. how we can get this thing in to actually have a play around with it. But yeah, exactly. Or whether, you know, they allow us to go into a room for six hours and just right. do it that way. Right. I think that's probably what's going Probably happen. so, yeah. And so as long as we can $60, bring... $60,000. Uh, they're a loaner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I know that you guys have had the Samsung one in the office right. for uh, for a couple of weeks, That's right? right? And That's what was right. your what's I know that you didn't specifically review. I it, didn't specifically it. review it. Uh, look, great TV, but I think from what I saw at LG today, you know, that's in a class by itself. Uh, again, you have to realize that the Samsung selling for seventeen thousand dirhams, whereas yeah. the LG selling <laughs> for seventy thousand dirhams. Yeah. So I mean, there is a big price difference sure. between the two. Um, you know, whoever can afford that seventy thousand, totally, I mean, go for it. That's definitely a better picture quality, beautiful design. I like the way it magnetically just attaches to the stand. So, you know, if you can afford it, yes, the LG. But not everyone can afford, you know, paying paying that much for it. Yeah, and and look, I mean, the last one that we're waiting on is Panasonic, right? Locally, I think. I mean, Panasonic have always made good televisions. It's been a while since they've done a plasma, which was kind of their thing. Yeah, plasma is pretty much dead. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. But uh, but so far this year, I mean, it's pretty strong. The Sony one uh, has has been has been strong. That was a nice one too. Yeah, yeah I just want one of these. <laughs> well, you, at least you have an OLED. I don't even have that at house. I'm yeah, just running right. LCD TV. Well, so. yeah. I mean, look, if if you could get a decent OLED television from LG at a reasonable price, I think they've dropped down to like four or five thousand. Nice. Which is, you know, it's still not cheap, but like but still, for, exactly. for a four K OLED TV, exactly. that's, that's actually pretty that's good. Not bad at all. Yeah, and what's going to be interesting though is, I mean, this is it, right? Like, once you've got a piece of glass you can stick on a wall, where do you go from there? Um, like, what is the next step in televisions? Because that's it. I mean, are we going to paint TVs on the wall next? I don't really know. Right. Actually, one thing I wanted to ask you about before uh, we wrap up was that you, when you went to Paris to see the frame TVs mm-hmm. from Samsung, how yep. do you feel that that compares to this? So the frame TV still had a little bit of a, it was sort of like a pivoting stand okay. where you just pivot the stand out, place the TV and then pivot back in and then it completely flushes against the wall. Uh, I liked LG design more of magnetically just kind of holding on. As far as them coming out of the wall kind of stuff, the amount of, I think they're pretty much the same. Okay, yeah. so there's, there's not much of a difference fine. between them. I don't think, okay. yeah. I don't think that, uh, you know, you could, uh, if you're literally standing 10 feet apart, you won't be able to tell which okay. one's coming out of the wall. It's just, I guess, a different way of mounting. Exactly. Well, yeah, one thing that I should note that the soundbar that the W7 comes with, they'll be selling a separate version of that, which you can buy for your your television. Right. So you can have Dolby Atmos if you want. Look, I mean, it's, it's I guess it must be, what is it? It's three, it'll be a center channel, two side channels, and then they've got the up-firing channels right. that come out right. of the, the kind of, it's actually quite cool. Yeah. It kind of lifts up and like nice. with a bit of theater. So it's not, 
let's be honest, it's not true Dolby Atmos, right? With Dolby Atmos, you need to put speakers around. Right. If you go into a cinema with actually or watch a film that has Dolby Atmos, it is fantastic. Um, but you know, if if you want to get that in a soundbar, it's definitely an option. Um, also, one thing to note is that while you have to um, while you have to connect the television to the uh, sorry, while you have to connect the television to the soundbar in order to uh, have any of the inputs and things like that, they are optical, and I believe HDMI pass through. That you can then, if you want to bypass that, you can actually use your own. Correct, yeah. They system, which that. I think is good. They mentioned because that. I mean, you know, if you the kind of people that would spend that kind of money on a television would probably also then spend sound it's system, so. another seventy grand That's on true. a sound system, That's which true. is yeah. far superior than Absolutely. whatever that, that soundbar can do. And they did officially acknowledge that three D is finally dead on a TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could have told you that five minutes <laughs> after three D started, but like, yeah. But I guess that's um, that's pretty much all that we have yep. for you guys um, for this week. It's been, it's been a been a packed uh, episode, guys. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we left out three or four topics because yeah. I mean there was a lot to talk about and a lot to cover. So um, you know, it was an episode after two weeks. Though, it was so. exactly, exactly, and it was the episode right before Ramadan. So we really needed yes. to make sure that yeah. everything was <laughs> packed in before that. Uh, WWDC is coming up soon. I think in the next couple of weeks. So yeah. I'm looking forward Sometime to that. In June. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. There's that uh, that Siri speaker. Uh, the comment let's, is let's a comment. Out. Let's find out what yeah. happens. But I think other than that, I think the next couple of weeks will probably be a bit quieter, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. especially in the UAE because of Ramadan. Um, we'll still try to meet up over here and yeah. do the podcast and see. Yeah, when you talk about the new Sony phone, I think. And Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, cool. I guess. And that's all. Mike, uh, if somebody wants to follow you on Twitter. Yes, I'm at Mike Priest. And Bavisha. At Bavisha. And I'm Aja Farelli. And you can follow the show as well. At Behind the Bytes or send us your feedback at behindthebytes.ae at gmail.com. Excellent. I need to remember to check that email. It has been a while. <laughs> <since> <laughs> we, we probably Sorry have like 100 have feedback <laughs> comments, which a boss has not. Please checked. do not sign us up to any untoward <laughs> newsletters. Oh, yes. Cat facts. Well. Cat <laughs> facts. Well, that one's all right. Fat cat. Awesome. I'll see you guys next time. All right. See you.